0: All right, here we go. My name's Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode two twenty four of the World Famous. West Virginia Surf Report Podcast. Hello world. Welcome back, my friends. Hope you're doing well. Hope to, hope all's well. You know, I was listening to. You know, I was thinking about it the other day. I was wondering if I could do one of those NPR type shows. I wonder if I could ever like do a an NPR type narration hosting of a podcast. Hi, <laughs> hi. But oh man, that's a little bit too husky. That's too. That's a little bit too. uh uh, too masculine for NPR. Hang on a second. Hi. <coughs> my name is my name is Jeff. Today we'll be talking to a man who suffered from anal polyps. For Hi. All right. Enough's enough. Enough's enough. I listen to those things. I'm like, why do they all sound exactly the same? Why do they all have the same mannerisms? Why do they all talk the same? Why are they all edited the same? There's a, there's a there's a distinct, you know, way of doing a podcast over there. NPR. When I used to listen to Phil Hendry, he used to say, NPR, where thousands work so hundreds can listen. <laughs> Is that true? I don't know. But anyway, what are we talking about? We're already off. Yesterday, speaking of other podcasts, yesterday I did a uh, sat-in with uh, Producer Zip on his podcast, the No Redeeming Qualities podcast. And I don't do well in those kind of situations. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I don't really. I mean, hopefully you can work some magic in the editing of it. But I'm, you know, basically the way it was working is um, he would bring up he 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 would bring up uh, certain subjects and ask my opinion on them and trying to get you know trying to trying to get some humor out of it or at least some interesting insight. I don't know. I just do I don't do well in those kind of situations. I mean, the way I do this podcast is I write down some things that are on my mind. I think I can get some humor out of it. But if you spring them on me just out of the blue, I don't do I don't do as well. And I I don't know. I beat myself up. But he said it was fine. I don't know. I feel like he might just be being nice to me. (laughs) But anyway, that 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 episode of uh, of his show, the No Redeeming Qualities, which you should listen to. It's really good. Is uh, will be released soon, I assume. So um, I'll, I'll link to it if you want to hear it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, don't know. I always feel in any of. The, I remember. I don't. I don't know. Whenever I do something like that, I always think I I botched it. You know. But anyway, you guys can be the judge of that. Um, today I had a few things written down. Last night, okay, listen to this shit. All right, last night I went to lunch, and I went to Burger King. Out there near near where I work, and I got in line at the drive thru and uh, there's a person in front of me at the you know where you order the little you know the little order post where you're talking to a post. <laughs> tell tell the post what what you want, and um, you know what kind of you know how how are you going to contribute to your heart disease today? You know, tell the post how you're going to contribute to your heart disease today, right? And um, so this the person was there. I pulled in behind them. And I'm sitting there waiting, and I'm listening to the Reds. The Reds are playing the Pirates. I'm just sitting there, you know. And um, next thing I know, that thing, that SUV, it's, it's an SUV, starts backing straight towards me, it starts backing up at an accelerated speed, Right? So I just, like, lay on the horn, just blast the horn. And um, the person stops inches away from my bumper. But the momentum, you know, the whole thing is, like, in motion. So the momentum brings the thing. It bumps my car, right? It would be an exaggeration to say that they crashed into my car. But the, 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 they bumped my car They start backing up for no apparent reason. I don't know. I don't know why they did this. And they stop an inch from my car. And the whole, you know, the whole body of the car is still in motion. And it just bumps my car. You know what I'm saying? So am I describing that correctly? All right. So I, I put mine in park. And I jump out. And I'm like, what the shit's... What in the hell? What is going on? And, um... She goes, is some woman. She goes, ah, the store the store is closed. I said, what the hell are you talking? What what store? She goes, the she goes the, the the Burger King. It's closed. Like who calls that a store? You know. <laughs> I'm like I'm like what? I said, we what, what, what are we talking about? And, and she goes, the store is closed. I said, what does that have to do with you backing into my car? You know. She goes, I didn't see. I didn't see. She was smacked. I think she was drunk or high or something. And um, she was like, "Is everything okay? I mean, did you hit? Did you? Did I damage anything?" I said, "Let me check it." God, I was pissed. Like I'm, I'm just happy. I mean, I jumped out and was like raising hell immediately. If there had been some big old redneck jumping, hey, you got some problem with it, buddy you know I could have been and found myself in a pro I don't know I just it's like I mean it's just in, I mean there's like no thought process you just jump out like what the what are you doing you fool you dumbass you stupid piece of shit <laughs> I mean I don't know if I said these things out loud but I certainly said it with my with my eyes and, and my expressions and um you know and it was some woman She I think she was drunk I'm not kidding the store the store is closed like what store are you speaking of alright so there was no damage it didn't do anything I I checked it I got my flashlight out on my uh, camera and um, I said I guess everything's alright god so then she pulls up there's people in line still getting food so I guess they cut it off at her like you know when she pulled up there they closed (sighs) you know the person in front of her was getting food. Apparently, I don't know, but there's a line, and there's no way to get out of that place. I mean, it's not one of those ones where you can pull off to the side, like go around. I mean, if you're in line, you have to you have to endure it. You have to go all the way through, right? So, um, so she pulls up, and I pull up to the order post, and um, and the thing's going in. There's like a recording. This location is closed. Please call again. This location is closed like a loop. Like what the? What kind of place closes at like 7:40 or something? You know, PM or something. It's like it doesn't even make any sense. There's a sign. There's like a piece of paper taped to the thing. Thing says we'll be we will be closing at 8 p.m. tonight. It's like 7:40. You know. So I get out and I go. There's some guy behind me now, and I go. I go back there. He's like some. You know, he looks like a piece of trash. (laughs) I hate to be so, but all his windows are down. You know, he's got his seat leaned way back. He's basically laying down. He's got some kind of wispy mustache, some kind of scraggly beard. You know, the car's full of garbage. Things all beat in and bashed apart. I said, hey, man, can you back up because this place is closed? He goes, what? Why is it closed? I said, I don't, I don't, I don't I'm, you know. I wasn't involved in that decision. <laughs> you know. So he he backs up and I leave. And I go over to uh I go to uh over to the uh, what do you call it? Domino's and order a pizza through their app, sit in the parking lot, wait for it to cook. And I just watch the meter, you know, they give you that pizza meter and it says, uh I don't know, Diana is preparing here. <laughs> is preparing your pizza and then it says uh your pizza is now in the oven you know and you can just watch the progress and i sit there and wait till it says all right your pizza is out of the oven i go in there and they go two more minutes i said wait a minute what about the pizza pizza meter the (laughs) pizza what about this pizza they're like "That, that thing's bullshit i said all right all right fair enough so that's what I did. That was my lunch break yesterday. You know, I go down there, I get somebody crashed, some drunk woman crashes in the front and bumps my car, and then I get, and then I go sit in the parking lot outside Domino's watching the Pizzometer. You know, whatever. God. I, I know this guy, some guy I work with there. He went to a McDonald's. This is several years ago. He went to a McDonald's out there near where that Burger King is. He was in line. He was in the he was in the drive-through, waiting. You know, approaching the window, and or maybe he was sitting at the window where the food is. You know, where they're gonna pass the fat through. They're like passing the fat through a hole in the wall into your car, so you don't have to get a. You don't even have to lift. You don't have to hoist your hams off your chair. You just, like sit there and he just, like pass you a sack of fat. <laughs> you don't even have to go in the building or anything. He's sitting there at that hole where they pass it to you. And um he, and he said he heard this heard this loud scraping noise like <sighs> and there's some guy coming up behind him. The the driver's side of his car is just scraping down the side of the wall, <laughs> you know, and he's like he's like steaming down right towards him he's sitting there and um scraping all the all the way the whole length of the building is like and just like rams him like at full speed and just like almost shoves him out in the middle of the highway <laughs> you know he told me that story that was years ago i was like buckled over in laughter i don't know is that inappropriate i i don't know I, he was also drunk that guy was drunk that hit him you know I think they called the police and he got arrested. They put his ass in handcuffs and took him away. I think that woman, that other woman, was drunk too. What is the story? It's not a real high end area where I, you know where I work. It's not. This is not, you know, this is not the upper echelon of humanity out there. Not even near. Not even close. So anyway. Um, the other day I was talking to my friend Steve, and he was telling me his long story. It was not well, not long story, but it was kind of convoluted, and I, I don't, I didn't really follow it, you know. I don't, I don't, I wasn't even following it, to tell you the truth. But it was somebody that he had met. It was the ex-wife of somebody he knew. She was formerly a a school teacher at a middle school, right? And she. I guess she was really good. He said that she was really good in the beginning, and um, and then she one day she came to came to work drunk, like I don't know. It seemed like she was you know she was relatively young you know. She came to work drunk, and they're like, "What the hell? What the hell's this?" You know. So it was almost like the Catholic Church. You know, instead of you know doing something, you know, instead of disciplining her, they just moved her to another school. You know, so she got moved to a high school, right? And um, some he was talking to somebody. He was like, "Whatever happened to that woman?" You know, because it was an ex-wife of somebody he knew. And some he was talking to somebody. I wasn't following it, right? And um, they said, "Oh, she they she got moved. She got moved to this high school." And and Steve goes, "I know somebody who graduated from that high school. I'm gonna call him and see if he knows who this woman is." And um, so he did. He called this guy. He goes, hey, have you ever heard of? Uh, do you remember a Mrs. Whatever her name is?" And he goes, "Oh my God, yes. She was a she was a mess. She was a full blown alcoholic. She would, you know, she'd come to school drunk all the time, you know." And um, he goes, "She was a notorious drunk and all this stuff." He goes, and then he goes, "She sent she she appeared in that uh, penthouse beaver photos or something." Steve goes. Do you remember the penthouse beaver photos? I said, "What the shit?" <laughs> the penthouse beaver photos. And he goes, "I remember it." It was like people would just people would send in photographs of themselves naked and stuff. I said, "Are you talking about?" Hang on, I said, "Hang on a second. Are you talking about the hustler beaver hunt? <laughs> I said, "You got? I mean, the, the penthouse beaver photos." I said, are you talking about the, the pen are you talking about Hustler Beaver Hunt? He goes, yeah, that's what it is. I said, I said, you have to you have to respect our great traditions. <laughs> you know? I mean, you can't be I mean, he had the wrong magazine. Well, I guess the other guy did too. The guy he was talking to, she appeared in the penthouse beaver photos. I said, Come on, have some respect for the great traditions of our country. The hustler beaver hunt is a is a legendary thing, and um, you know, let's not let's not lose sight of the importance of this cultural phenomenon. So that's that's exactly right. Everybody would send in photo. Well, people would send in photographs of themselves naked, you know, in there, and it was like I don't know, <sighs> it was hit and miss, you know. But it was interesting, you know, every time. And every once in a while, you know, every once in a while, there'd be, like, this guy. It would be, like, some guy with this big old giant mustache. And it would say, one for the ladies. <laughs> the guy had some big old giant kielbasa cock on there, you know. It's like, good God, you know. But mostly, I, 90, 90% of it was women. And they were, like, just people just out in the world. Just, like, walk around. If, if you walk around a... Uh, a Walmart or a Target and just look around. These are the people that would send in their photographs to the beaver hunt. I think they even had like magazines like fully. They had full magazines that was just dedicated to this. So anyway, this woman apparently like she was. Can you imagine a high school teacher? Can you imagine having a high school teacher who for one thing, she had this reputation for being drunk all the time. We I had teachers that had that reputation too. I don't remember I don't think there were any rumors of them being drunk at school, but I had teachers who supposedly were functioning alcoholics that as soon as they go home like start, you know, they get smashed every night. And I remember seeing a teacher, my 4th grade teacher, like carrying like a like a 12 pack or something down an alley in Dunbar one time and I was like what the and she was like I don't know it's like some, you know a 12 pack of like Miller High Life or something and she was like a 4th grade teacher and she was like one of these you know but anyway well, but can you imagine having a teacher at your high school I mean I can't even imagine this <laughs> I mean this would be I mean nobody would ever stop talking about it you know who Submitted a photograph of themselves to the hustler beaver hunt. I mean, that would be. I mean, people's heads would would explode back in those days. It's Crazy. Anyway, and um, you know, I don't think kids today, like kids today, or people, you know, young up and coming, you know, the young up up and coming citizens, when you, magazines do, do they even have like. does Hustler magazine exist anymore? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Because I think everybody just watches porn on on their computers. (sighs) You know? But it was a different it was a different world back in our day. We had to hide that shit around town. There were like hiding spots of like porno magazines around town. It was like a community thing. You know? I mean, we were like a you know, we all you know, it was shared. It was like a, a communal thing. And I remember; I think I've told this story before. We had this uh, somebody got their hand on some hands on some kind of like eight uh, millimeter porn video m- or movie. And I think it somebody told me it came from the fire department. Like what the that's where my dad worked. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to work. I don't want to think about that. But anyway, um, it was like this eight uh, millimeter film, and it was hand handwritten on it was the words. Two two guys and two gals, fucking and sucking. <laughs> that was I don't know if that was the title uh, or if that was like a, just a description. If it was just a description, it was accurate. I, I mean, I'll give them that. You know, if it was a description, it was accurate. If it was uh, if it was the title, a little on the nose for my liking. I mean, you get a little bit more creative than that, you know. Anyway, so we, somebody got their hands on this. I don't know how. How in the hell would you have a a video? Or not, I keep saying video. This is film. This is eight millimeter. How do you have a a, a film that came from the Dunbar Fire Department? How would you? Get, I don't know how somebody would get their hands. And why do they have porn at the firehouse? Uh, none of it adds up. But somebody had their hands on this thing. We had it. So we had to. We had to. I mean, this is the lengths that we had to go to. And now everybody's just like, all right, here we go. we am going to go to, what is it, Pornhub or whatever? <laughs> I don't know. And, um, but now it's like you have to set up a freaking, you had to set up a Manhattan project. I mean, we had to bring people in on this thing that we didn't really hang out with because of their connections. You know, they had connections. They had know-how. I mean, we had to bring people in that had know-how that we did, you know, that exceeded our know-how. So we had to bring in people. I mean, we had it was a logistical. No, no that's probably why I went into the, the world of logistics. That's why <laughs> I probably got my. This is probably where it all started, trying to get this thing. So we so we brought some people in. Somebody got their hands on a um, a projector, um, and we had to we had to we had to find a place where we could watch. I think the projector actually actually came from the high school. So we, I mean, it was not something we had forever. We had like a, for one day. So we had to, we had to find a place where we could watch the video. It's not a video, but you know what I mean. And we, we, we did it at my house. My parents were out. I don't remember where they went. They were gone. We had to, I can remember them bringing in this big projector with a blanket. <laughs> they had a blanket over it. The neighbors are probably like, "What the hell's going on over there?" Are they hauling in there. I don't like. I don't like the looks of this at all. You know, because the houses are like, you know, two feet apart, you know, the neighbors next door are like, what? I just saw some guy I've never seen before is carry a, something heavy, heavy ass covered in a blanket into their, into their house over there. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't like the, I don't like the looks of this. So then we set the thing up, up, up in my bedroom and, um, it was, it was exactly, <laughs> exactly like the, uh, handwriting on the box. And it was like, I don't know, it was, it was like, I mean, it looked, this was probably like 1981, 80, somewhere in that neighborhood. And, um, but the video, the video, the film looked like it was made in like 72 or something. And these guys look like, like a couple of guys look like Jim Croce, you know, they're like, you know, they got a big mustache, big puffy hair, you know, it's like, uh, it's just a, like a... And there's like so it's two guys look like Jim Croce both wearing just black socks nothing else and a um, couple of women you know and there's like a sea just like a just a sea of pubic hair <laughs> you know and it's just like I was like okay and I went, so we watched this thing and it was over in like I don't know six minutes or something. And, um, at the end, I remember the guy walks, one of the guys walks up to the, uh, he like breaks down the fourth wall he walks up to the camera. He has this bottle that says vitamin E on it and he, he walks right up to the camera and like, he like smiles real big and like some kind of weird disconcerting way. He's like, he's, he, he walks up to the camera and just like, he like gives you a smile. I was like, what the hell is that? And everybody's just like roaring with laughter. <laughs> Anyway, that's what—that's the links. I mean, this thing took weeks to. I mean, we had to set this thing up. The timing had to be. We had to bring. Like I said, we brought people in. You know. Anyway, why did we get off on porn? Oh, the Beaver. The you know the penthouse Beaver pictures. Like, hang on a second. These are a great American. This is a great American institution, the hustler Beaver hunt. Let's not besmirch the Beaver hunt. All right, moving on. What else I have on? Oh. All right, so I last okay last night I was watching. um, I I, all right, I went off half cocked. I mean, I know you might find this hard to believe, but I was watching last night on the Peacock TV, Perry Mason season one episode three. I'm going to watch every episode of that. I'm going to watch all nine seasons. I'm going to. I started at season one episode one, and I'm going to go through all nine seasons on the Peacock TV. Hopefully they don't take it down, but right now I have access to Perry Mason, just something I wanted to watch. I love that show. It's really good. It was solid, man. And um, So I'm watching it. I I was watching episode three last night after work. It has commercials in it. You can pay an extra fee and get the commercials taken out, but uh, I don't give two shits about that. So I'm watching it, and this Nissan commercial comes on, and I'm sitting there, and I'm not—I'm half paying attention, you know, doing something else. And I'm like, wait a second, where do I know this music from? And I'm like, i am become convinced that it's the mu the theme—it's the intro music of this podcast, <laughs> you know. And I and I'm like, what the shit? Because I paid the Argentinian Argentinian, I paid this guy in Argentina to create a a you know. Music that's unique. It's like written for me. And I'm the only one that has it, right? I'm the only one that has it. And it's unique. And I don't know how much I paid him, but he did a good job. I remember he was like, uh, cause I had the Jeff K show. He did the Jeff K show intro. And then I, I went back to him. I said, Hey, I'm changing the name of my uh, podcast. I like different theme music. He goes, I can take care of you, but uh, we're having, like, massive, like, the whole the whole country is uh, devolving into, like, you know, chaos. I mean, we're, we're a few days away from cannibalism. All the electricity's off, you know. It's like, hey, man, I got a podcast. I want to hear about your problems, you know. I, I got this. I got a podcast. I got, so anyway, he eventually did it, and it was good. You know, you guys know what it sounds like. It's the intro to this thing. And, um, and um, so I, I, was, I was watching this, this thing, this Nissan commercial. And I was like, "What the hell is this? They're literally using my music from my music that I paid handsomely for. Wow, let's not get carried away. But I, I paid I paid somebody a little bit of money for that's supposed to be unique, written for my show. And it's in this Nissan commercial somehow. Like, what the hell is going on? So I went to bed thinking about it. You know, I finished the episode of uh, a Perry Mason. I don't know. He outsmarted that guy again. You know, yeah, hamburger. You know, what I'm saying, yeah, that guy, hamburger, <laughs> Hamilton Burger. Like, what the? That's the character. He's the. Uh, he's the He's the lawyer. He's always facing in court every time. You know. Every time he goes to court, he's up against Hamburger and Lieutenant Tragg. You know you know what I'm saying? So, so he outsmarted that guy again. He's like, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. This guy needs to move away or something, this Hamburger. Because he, he's not going to outsmart Perry Mason. I mean, that shit's never going to happen. All right. So I watched that thing, and I went to bed, and I'm like, what the hell? How in the hell would a Nissan commercial? I, I was like, should I be pissed at the guy in Argentina? Maybe he he pawned off some half-assed uh, half-assed song that you know it's not original. I mean I don't know, or should I be or should I go get a lawyer and sue Nissan? You know, and I I, I don't know. That <sighs> was like laying upstairs in in bed like I couldn't go to sleep thinking about it. Like I don't know I don't know How's does something like this happen? All right. Fast forward to uh, this morning, I do a search on YouTube, find that commercial. Turns out, I don't think it's anything like, the. I, I think it's a White Stripe song. <laughs> like I, I got myself all whipped up into a frenzy over it. I'm going to include a little snippet, or I'm going to ask Zip to extract a little bit of that, because I have the commercial here. And I'm going to play it. Uh, you know, hopefully he can do that, and and hopefully he can play a little snippet of it right here. Return to rugged. The all-new, regularly redesigned 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. All right, do you see why I would I would get it confused? It, it, I don't think it's my music. I think it's a White Stripes song. I, I, can you help me out? Should I be pissed, or is this, or am I completely off? You know, it's a song that I was like, I know that song. I think I think that's my theme song. The shit's going on, you know. It's just like the like when the woman backed into me and I was like, what the hell's going on? Anyway, um, help me out with that. That's not my theme song, is it? <sighs> I'm a mess. I'm a disaster. All right, we're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for everything. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back soon over on the Patreon side. And if you want to hear that episode and you're not already a patron, well, there's an easy way to to, to remedy that situation. Just head on over to Patreon.com. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash JeffK. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation, and you'll gain access to the weekly bonus episode. That, did you hear what I said? Weekly bonus episode. It doesn't come out like every once in a while. It doesn't come out once a month. That's for suckers. This is a weekly bonus episode for patrons only, And at $4, at the $4 level, you'll unlock all that. You'll get every bonus episode every week and all the bonus episodes that I've already recorded in the past. Oh, it's a treasure trove of comedy. (laughs) So if you want to do that, head on over to patreon.com slash jeffk and if you want to uh, what else? What else? if you want to call the show, if you want to be a part of the show, you can call the hotline 570-290-8151 is the number. If you want to grab a pencil, if you if, if, whatever, hang on a second. I put it on pause. All right. All right, the number 570-290-8151 call me 24 hours a day and you'll probably be a part of a future show. Ask me a question make a comment, a suggestion, whatever, it's always there for you. 570-290-8151. If you want to send me an email, you can send that to surfreportpod at gmail.com. And if you want to uh, check out the new, new newish, it's been around a while. now. I don't know how long I can call it new, uh, website, podcast website, it's surfreportpod.com. I think it's pretty good. I put expanded show notes, pictures up there. You know, whatever. Nobody, nobody comments, which makes me paranoid. But well, apparently, there's people visiting the site. There's just no commenting. I don't know. Whatever. It's a different era. It's a different age. And we're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for everything. I I do appreciate it. And I will see you soon over on the Patreon side. Until then, have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see you. Bye. besmirch the beaver hunt